Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. We're recording this on Divine Mercy Sunday. So happy Divine Mercy Sunday, Uh even though you'll be hearing this later. Yeah, but it still holds true, you you know? And I I mean, no, (laughs) the the, uh, well-wishing would not apply on a later day. No? No, no. You don't say... Happy birthday. Hello. That no, works. You say, you say happy belated birthday. And it works. I, which means I forgot your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I wanted to say happy Easter. Oh, you could still say I that can't one. Still. That one you okay, could still okay. say. Because it's the full, uh, it's a season. I know. So, happy Easter, Happy everybody. Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great Easter. Actually, I kind of had a, like, emotional Easter. Yeah. Because I was so excited for Easter to finally get here. We'd finally be out of it. Lent. We could celebrate for real. And then whenever we celebrated, it still, like, wasn't right. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, the end of every, like. Yeah. It wasn't, like, oh, this has all just been uncomfortable because it's Lent. It's, like, no. There's. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, And I, like, went to go pick up the boys' gift bags of candy at mm. our parish, which was so great. But. Being there and so close to mass was like it was it was too hard. Yeah, I'm like tearing up thinking oh. about it. What is the matter with me? I do not cry very often, but that got me. I wouldn't. I would say you're an average crier. Okay, okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> you're not. You're not someone who like never cries, nor are you like tearing up at every commercial. All right. Um. Some commercials. I don't even know. Um, but thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> Um, but other than that, like the boys had a great Easter. They were super excited to a fault. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just too much for kids to handle. Sometimes the excitement is just too much. It was a lot. So we had to temper some stuff, but anyway. It was good. Yeah. We got to do our prayer time that we do. Um, we got to have an Easter egg hunt. We got to do egg fights, Mm -hmm. which if you don't know, is you boil eggs you dye them and then you each person takes their egg the next morning after they've cooled and you bash them into each other and whoever's egg cracked loses mm-hmm. and then you move on and you see who's the winner and our little blaze won. blaze won. he was so excited so remember i told the boys that the youngest usually wins yeah it's oh, wait. Be- blaze isn't the youngest he was the youngest competing Oh, that's true. Isaac wasn't okay. competing. Okay. <laughs> he would have smashed his own egg and been done. <laughs> but why is that? It's because the trick is if you don't actually move your egg for every uh, reason, the other one cracks on it. So the uh, youngest one usually doesn't like give it with enough force to crack it. Daniel. That's the trick. That's so interesting. <laughs> you act like I've withheld this secret for years. Yeah, well, I didn't know. You only found out about egg fights until or I mean, relatively recently. Two weeks ago. Yeah. I told you before, but. You probably don't remember me talking <laughs> about my egg fights. Okay, but anyway, um, I was going to say something else about Easter. Oh, that we, I want to talk about the, the walk that we did because that was so cool. Oh, yeah. So our, we're, we don't actually go there, but our closest parish to our house had this thing where on Easter Sunday, they wanted at 11 o'clock, they were going to ring the church bells and they wanted everyone in the neighborhood who goes to the parish to like go out to their front porch and like, um, make a ton of noise using pots and pans or musical instruments or whatever you have handy just to make a ton of noise. But we live like almost a mile from there. So mm-hmm. I, we weren't going to be able to hear it. And so I got the boy, like we got, I got everybody ready. 
I helped get the kids ready. Yes, of course. <laughs> I said we should do this, yeah. and then Daniel helped me get the kids ready. And um, we got, like, bells from their music bag, and we walked um, to the parish. And then at 11 o'clock, they started ringing the bells, and, like, everybody was out on their porch. Someone was playing the trumpet. There was this, like, two-year-old outside banging pots and pans. <laughs> Um, people were honking their car horns. Yeah, people had driven to the parish mm-hmm. to honk their horns. And it really moved me. It was really... That's what started the floodgates. Yeah. And then for the rest of the day, I just kept crying. But um, it was just a really cool experience because it really does show how everyone like really missed... I think that's what it was. Like that it really shows how much we miss Mass. Mm-hmm. And that everyone's so excited that it's Easter. So we all come together as best as we can. And I just thought that was a really cool experience yeah it was really cool i know yeah it's still like i felt we did it still felt like easter not you know like a normal easter but still yeah. felt like easter yeah it definitely did yeah yeah it was still a lot of fun and i was just emotional i know but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good easter it was still yeah. a very good easter mm-hmm. so but yeah so now we're at Dis- divine mercy sunday and mm-hmm. we've we've both been able to go to confession in the past week which has been which was really cold. great mm-hmm I mean, just such a load off my shoulders. Yeah. It had been a long time for me. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> it had been. It had been. Well, because I went to confession right before everything started shutting down. Mm-hmm. So it hadn't been as long. So if you, you know. Yeah. No, it had been a while for It me. had been a while before that for you. <laughs> and then it got even worse. But, um, no, thankfully we were both able to receive that sacrament. And it just was really great for us mm-hmm. to have that. And such a gift. And it's also, like, I've been appreciative of the, like, several parishes around us who have still, like, found a way to be able to offer confession and keep the churches open at certain times for you to come pray. Mm-hmm. So we've been really fortunate to have that and to have those those priests who have been willing to, to do that. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, not every diocese has that even mm-hmm. capability. Yeah. So we're extremely thankful for what we have, especially that we live less than a mile from a local parish mm-hmm. um, that we can walk to. I mean, that's like such an enormous gift to us. And that's why we are so thankful for where we, where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, they have been huge blessings to us, especially in times like this where we're so localized into yeah. like our immediate surroundings. So that's been um, really, really helpful for us. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you for listening. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so as you know, since it's Easter, that means Lent, that means Lent ended. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, and uh, for this Lent, and I've done this in the past, but I, um, prayed the rosary, either went to mass or prayed the rosary every day during Lent, um, which is really good. And I've done it in the past, but this year was the first time I actually like made an effort to memorize all of the mysteries, nice. all the groups of mysteries. Because before I'd have to like just check right before and like, okay, what is it? I don't know why. I just never was like, I need to memorize these and I don't have to like. I mean, I definitely don't have them memorized, <laughs> so it's okay. But I feel like it's not, okay, I didn't, it's not a secret. It's like obviously these are grouped together because they have some kind of common theme. But once throughout the process of like praying these mysteries throughout Lent um, and really focusing on which mysteries belong to which group, um, it's like, yes, this makes total sense that these are together. And obviously this leads into this, leads into this. Yeah. Um, I have always liked that, that they lead into each other. They that do. It, it's like very chronological. They are chronological for the most part. But also mm-hmm. like they, the way they're grouped together 
make sense with the name. Yeah, yeah. Like for just sure. for example, the luminous mysteries um, reveal kind of like the light of Christ. They they illuminate who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can. Joyful and sorrowful. It makes a little more sense, but illuminating or luminous is more. What's the Harry Potter spell? Lumino. Wingardium Leviosa. No, that's <laughs> no, that's to raise things up. No, the light. I, I definitely it's don't like know. It's like Lumio. Anyway. Um. But anyway, these, this is all news to me. I mean, like not news, but <laughs> I've never really thought about it in the way that you're talking. About. <laughs> I just tried to move my chair in the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest way possible. Sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Just grabbing a table behind you and pulling it work. <laughs> it did. Now I'm more comfortable. No, Sorry. thank you. Otherwise, you would have moved the microphone. That was actually the best best option. <laughs> it was weird, though. <laughs> it was weird. Sometimes, you know. You just gotta do it. Um, anywho, so Sorry. so going throughout the mysteries and praying them, um, I kind of no- I noticed patterns and how they link to each other. And one of the main ones that, like, through doing it, I was like, wow, that's really insightful and kind of incredible. Was going through the uh, glorious mysteries. So Holly, pop quiz. Oh. Which ones are the glorious mysteries? Okay. I know, because I know the secret. I know the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> um, the resurrection. Yes. Ascension. Yes. Descent of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And coronation. No. Yes. No. Assumption. Yes. Okay. Oh, and there's five, so coronation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got it. Whew. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like, no coronations in there. Okay, but no. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, I know all four of those mysteries. <laughs> um, but hey, I got them. Yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, so remember I used to always think of these and think it was kind of interesting that like they were kind of three Christ-related mysteries and then two Marian mysteries and kind of without delving too deeply into it, I just thought like, oh, those are just like, they're kind of like, here's some glorious mysteries, like just pray them together kind of a thing. I always thought like glorious was like, I mean, all of the words that we use to describe mysteries could be this, but I thought they were just like, these are really special moments. These are, <laughs> guys, these are, the re- these are glorious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just never thought about it, but that is how I thought how I did think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you never thought, but then it is how you thought. <laughs> Go on. Um, but just the idea of like what, what a glorious mystery is, something that kind of, and a mystery in the Christian sense is kind of something that you can enter into without really ever exhausting. So it's less of like a puzzle, but more of like something you can never learn all of. Can I tell you something? This is total, just, just a quick pause. Okay. Jack today said something very mean to me. You mm-hmm. remember that? I do remember that. Um, and I went up to talk to him about it afterward. And I said, why did you call me that? Or why did you say that to me? And he, said, and he kept saying, I don't know why I said it. I don't know why I said it. I don't know why. I don't know why. And he goes, it's a mystery. <laughs> he looks at me like dead face. It's a mystery, man. <laughs> no one can figure it out. And I was like, okay, but still, you shouldn't have said that. By the way, he told me I was a total disaster. <laughs> Which is really funny after the fact. <laughs> Mom, you're a total disaster. <laughs> but coming from a five and a half year old, I know, it's like, dude, I know. what are you saying? But he, yeah, it was, did you find out where it was from? Yeah, Daniel, nothing innocent. No, what? He, it wasn't like, oh, he just heard it in a movie. And he no. Just replaced, or 
yeah. regurgitated it. No, he was thinking about Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mom, you're like Chernobyl. You're like, because he likes these, uh, like, nature documentaries on Netflix called Our Planet. And in one of them, they, it's, like, focused by biome, uh environmental area one of them's on forests Eco- <laughs> ecosystems <systems>. yes yeah. <laughs> i was getting there sure. um, <laughs> and one of them's on forests and it talks about how the forest around chernobyl like the animals have returned because people haven't been there for a while so these these species that haven't been there in a while anyway but it was chernobyl was a total disaster <laughs> and that's where jack heard the phrase so that's why he decided to call me today oh times are great guys yeah <laughs> we're doing well um, anyway, so back to mystery. Sorry. So not like Jack's mystery. A mystery is something that you can really enter into and never fully exhaust. Mm-hmm. So the um, like the the glorious mysteries are those that kind of reveal the glory of God. Um, and so looking at that at the the resurrection, the ascension, the descent of the Holy Spirit, the assumption and the coronation. As I like throughout Lent, as I was praying these, you know, twice a week. Um, because the, the mysteries each give or take twice a week. Mm-hmm. I forget which one has three. I didn't memorize which days they were on. Oh, <laughs> I only know which ones they are. I can't do that. I just um, can't. I know that sorrowful or Tuesday and Friday, which should give me. I'm, I don't know if you know this. I'm all about like clues. Yeah. Like if I have one piece, I can fit them all in, and I should fit the other pieces. I know that sorrowful mysteries are Friday and Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it sounds good to me. Daniel's mind works like file folders. It's right? more like hyperlinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Yeah. That's more accurate. My... <laughs> it's just a big bucket of stuff. No, my... No. My mind works like an infographic. Like, one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing. Yeah, you like a hyperlink. Works. No, okay, so I don't have mine right, so don't <laughs> just backtrack okay. that. But um, I need to see something. So I was about to say that mm. if I had a, like a color coded understanding of the mysteries to which day it were, which day they were on, and which mysteries were underneath them, if I had like a very visual color coded, maybe some little gra- uh, graphics for each of them, I would have it in a second. But I've never seen that. I've never also Googled it, which I'm sure it exists. It only takes one second for you to learn these. But no, I would I would get it really quickly if I'll, I saw it. I'll make you a, a color-coded chart. Please. I would love it. Okay. You totally should. And you should draw a little yeah. graphics for Also, me. but to be clear, you would also could also do that and do a way better job in less time. I, I guess I could. But I would love for you to do it. Okay. Let's let this be a marital thing <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to our list of marital things <laughs> okay. oh boy anyway i feel like everyone listening is just like get to the point i know i'm very sorry everybody. it's okay no i didn't mean to you i didn't mean you were you were preventing i didn't say you were preventing <laughs> me from getting my point but i kind of was no. so anyway anyway um but so there's these mysteries <laughs> there's a glorious <laughs> mysteries um but it always kind of struck me as odds like we start out with like the resurrection Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's the big one. Like, that should just be the whole thing. But then, like, f- trying to understand why we go from the resurrection to the ascension to the descent of the Holy Spirit, I, in my mind, just envisioned kind of the, the flow or the action of it. And in my, kind of in my brain, like, at the resurrection, there's this sort of, like, like a start, like a motion upward, like the resurrection, almost like an explosion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Christ overcoming death, coming back from the dead 
coming out of the tomb and like he's out. Mm-hmm. And then for the ascension, it's sort of all funneled upwards. Yeah. Um, and I think with the ascension, I think about the line of Christ like bringing everything up with him, mm-hmm. you know, like raising all things to himself. And so, like, then the motion is going up towards, like, heaven. And then with the descent of the Holy Spirit, it's kind of coming back down, almost like rain coming Mm -hmm. down. And then from that descent of the Spirit, you have the birth of the church, you have Pentecost, and then you have Mary's Assumption, which is kind of another going back up. Then you have her coronation, which is, like, her receiving her glory in heaven. Mm -hmm. So it's really this kind of, like, outburst going up, like Christ coming back to life, going up to heaven, the Holy Spirit coming down upon us, and then Mary or kind of, you know, humankind going back up and then receiving our glory. And so it's just this, like, I'm making a hand signals, which isn't great for a podcast, but, like, <laughs> do you kind of see the motion of it? Like, yeah. it's just, like, upward, and then it, like, rains back down on us, and then we get, like, we're pulled up. And it's almost like a cycle, you yeah. know? And if you think about the just like the outpouring of grace in heaven and like the intercession of the saints and all of it is kind of just like a, it's kind of like when I say it's like the water cycle, but really it, <laughs> but it is. is. Yeah. Um, but just that motion is really cool and how we're kind of drawn upwards because of what happened. Yeah. And it really helped me to really appreciate what happens, you know, at what we celebrate in Easter, the resurrection, and to really be excited to be like, okay, but then the ascension is coming, and yeah. then there's Pentecost. Like, this is all happening right now. Yeah. Um, but just kind of thinking of that motion and being drawn up and how I can sort of allow myself to be drawn up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, when you said, like, about the explosion from the resurrection, it's all, like, it is... It's like a precursor in the at the crucifixion at his death when the veil is like ripped in two, and I think it's fully actualized in the resurrection when like literally the like gateway between heaven and earth is like opened mm-hmm. because Jesus ascends from earth into heaven right before their eyes, mm-hmm. and then it's just like this um, intermingling is the word that comes to <laughs> mind, but that's not right. But this interaction between earth and heaven. That is what's happening in the glorious mysteries. Like it goes up and comes down. It goes up mm-hmm. and stays up even higher. You know, like <clears throat> it's this interaction between heaven and earth in like really tangible, actual yeah situations. So it's very much like what you're saying, like an explosion upward, where it's just now we have access to heaven in this really mm-hmm. unique way. It's really cool. <laughs> but it's also like the the kind of relationship of when Jesus is on earth between his kind of disciples and his, you know, followers and kind of, it, you go from like Holy Thursday, like he's betrayed, they leave him, like he's crucified, sort of think he's gone. Like, so if you, if you take a step back, the motion is almost downward in sense mm. of like descending into hell, the, you know, descending into the dead and then like arising back up. Right. So it's, it's just like all encompassing. Like Jesus raises all of this up and he raises humanity up through the incarnation and through the crucifixion. He raises the, you know, suffering and dignity of that. He raises that up. Um, so I don't know. I've just been struck by all of these kind of like motions in, in the season and in the mysteries. And something that's coming to me right now is how, um, 
don't. <laughs> <laughs> you went from like the most like confident, like something that I am getting right now. Uh. <laughs> okay. Has Mary been called the like greatest disciple before? Is that like a thing that people sure, say? Sure, I'm sure in history someone has called her the greatest okay. disciple. Well, that's what I was about to speak about. And I was like, I don't know if anybody's said that, if I've read that actually. But I think that's, I think that's a safe. It's like an understanding. I think it's a safe assumption. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. Um, but Ma- looking at Mary as like the greatest disciple, and she is who we all look toward to love Christ in the intimate, wonderful way, perfect way that she loved him. Um, To see, too, that she also is known as the new Eve. And, like, Eve brought sin into the world, and so Mary brought Jesus back into the world. Mary uh, was the vessel through salvation, through which salvation came to the world. So, like, um, looking at Eve, I mean, sorry, Mary as this, like, new Eve as the greatest disciple, as who we are um, hoping to imitate for her to be lifted up in such a beautiful way in the assumption. And then in the coronation, Mm -hmm. what a dignifying thing for us to understand, you know, something that gives us so much, it gives us so much love Mm -hmm. by the way that Jesus loves Mary, Mm -hmm. because we can see in the way that he loves her, how much he loves all of us. Right, and her as a new Eve, sort of the mother of humanity. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's our mother is exalted in heaven. Um, but as you were saying that, it's also interesting because we, when we celebrate Easter, you know, it's not in Lent, it's not, you know, it's a long time, but it's not like years. You yeah. know, it's like a matter of weeks or months. But to think, even those three days in between, you know, Jesus being betrayed and crucified and rising, those three days must have been like excruciatingly long for mm-hmm. the apostles. Well, they didn't even know that there was a, you know, it wasn't just three days for them. Yeah. It was just like, it's done forever. Like, well, this now is, what? yeah, now what? And then there, I, I didn't realize the amount of time in between all of those, you know? Yeah. Cause, um, you know, there's the Ascension and then they're kind of like, okay. And like each time there's like something happened and then it stops and they just yeah. have to wait. And I think that's particularly um, insightful for now when we're all just kind of waiting. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, in 30 days, or I don't know how long it is. How long is it from Easter to, to Pentecost? Pentecost? 50. Yeah. Oh. I mean. But does he say 50, in 50 days? No, I don't think it's spelled out. But just that indefiniteness from mm-hmm. like what you said, the apostles, they don't know that resurrection is coming three days later. Um He'd said it, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet, so they didn't know. They didn't put those things together. Right, yet. yeah. Um, and then for them, too, he is, is assumed in the, or he's ascended into heaven, and then um, he just says, I'm going to send you a gift later. An advocate. Yeah. An advocate. Um, they just have to say, like, okay, we'll just wait. And, yeah, like you were saying, like in this time right now where there's an indefinite mm-hmm. thing that we're, or thing that we're hoping for to come in an in an indefinite amount of time <laughs> that was hard um it takes a load of trust yeah um and think like that's kind of the story of salvation history and all of the psalms of like how long lord like it's a waiting and mm-hmm. like even if you look at mary's life like from the 
enunciation to the coronation like she lives a full life you yeah. know like she's she has an understanding of it but she doesn't receive that like crowning glory until the coronation yeah you know so i mean i don't know how long she lived after you know the crucifixion but like presumably you know of the rest of her natural life um and that's sort of a long time to to be sort of separated from kind of what she was created to be you know oh that's so true i haven't thought about that like there Mm. there's so many like just think about you know we in the gospel we hear about the infancy narratives and then jesus when he's 12 and then like the wedding at cana like there's a lot of waiting i think it's it's fitting for for mary who scripture tells us you know holds all those things in her heart and thinks about those and she's think a whole lifetime lifetime of like considering those things in her heart and thinking about them and i think that's the perfect kind of um description of christian life like Mm. it's sort of a waiting it's sort of a contemplation it's continuing along the same path kind of understanding where it's going but not being sure exactly when that's going to happen and being faithful despite it you know at times not looking like it's panning out the way it should be or that you think it should be you know like i'm sure mary in a you know more so than everybody else really desired to be with jesus again that's her son Mm -hmm. you know and he's crucified he goes up to heaven he comes down in the spirit but then it's just the rest of her life she's kind of waiting for that again not that she was just sitting around and waiting you know but um that it's clear that god has built times of waiting and patience into our lifetimes both as you know as a people just throughout the history of humanity you know we had to wait for jesus to come we had to wait for you know, and then when he was here, we had to wait for him to begin his ministry. Mm-hmm. And then after he was crucified, we had to wait for him to rise. And then we had to wait for him to, ascend. you know, there's a lot yeah. of waiting in there. Um, and then for all, you know, each of our own lives, there's, there's a waiting, you know, we don't get to be with Jesus in heaven until we die. So that's, you know, a period for us to, to trust and to grow in that kind of period of absence. And there's like a temporal waiting, waiting. So something like, like what we're going through right now, like we're, mm-hmm. we're looking for something earthly to come back to us. So we're waiting for life to return back to somewhat normal in the near future where we can go to mass again, where the kids can go to school again, where we can go into our jobs or places of work again. Um, we're waiting for that. But then we also are always waiting for Jesus to come back and for mm-hmm. us to go meet Jesus through death. And I think that I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but one of the greatest gifts that you've given me in our marriage, and I tell you this all the time, but (laughs) is how you've given me such a like kingdom mindset, like with everything, every struggle, every suffering that we're going through or any kind of um, thing that I want or whatever you, you always bring it back to like, but is that going to get you to heaven? And what's it like, is that going to keep you from heaven or it's all about heaven. (laughs) Um, and that really is what it is. Everything is nothing until we like nothing matters. People matter. Yes. People Mm -hmm. matter. But like all these little things that we work ourselves up around so much, if it doesn't, um, lead you to heaven, it's not worth it. Mm. And like the entire book of like first John, second John, it's all about that. It's (laughs) like, if it doesn't lead you to heaven then stop doing it. Yeah. Um, I think that not to 
um, disagree with anything you said, but I think there's also, you know, like waiting for the Eucharist is not just a temporal yeah, waiting. That's a very, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But that's like a very spiritual longing and waiting. And kind of when I was in the church after going to confession on say yesterday. Yeah. Also, days are now like 38 hours long. I don't know if you've noticed it's this. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, but that was kind of my prayer after confession was just like, I, you know, grant me kind of the patience and the ability to kind of wait for you and to to grow in my desire to be reunited with you and receiving the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. But that kind of grant me that patience and that focus. Yeah. And I think this time is a really good kind of lesson for all of us that like, yes, we are, our goal and our aim is heaven. And now we are kind of waiting for that through our lives, but we're not just called to wait. Like we're not just called to all sit here and not do anything until we can go to mass again. Like we're called to be close to Jesus and to seek him where he can, you know, can be found and to be Christ to one another and share, you know, share the scriptures with one another and, and to do all that. We're called to do that now in the service of waiting on this, you know? I was listening to the Blessed Is She podcast and um, Beth Davis was saying that it was like such a huge deal to her that she at first was really bummed that she was alone in her apartment for this isolation. And she said, oh, wait, I have Jesus with me. (laughs) And that like this time, yes, we can just sit on our couch and Netflix until this thing is all over. Or we could really lean in and Mm -hmm. give this time to to Jesus to do with it what he wants, what he wants. But something you were when with your prayer after confession, being in front of the Eucharist, um, I think that the, I hope that one of the greatest fruits that comes out of this time is that we are all become so hungry for the Eucharist that we like that we stop being so lukewarm, mm-hmm. you know, in just receiving it every Sunday or whatever that we can actually understand that what it is is this immense gift of Jesus to us mm-hmm. and that we can fully receive it in the way that it needs to be received. Um, Cause I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. I, I had a, a dream the other day that I got to go to mass. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, know. That's I, like think I had a dream like that. Too. Oh, was that the same time? That means it was <laughs> real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's a real, uh, you know, you really feel that absence and that, that loss and that separation. And again, that like, I think something we bring up, I don't know, at least once every few podcasts is kind of the idea of, of suffering and sorrow. And that can only happen if you love, Mm -hmm. you can't be sorrowful over something you don't really love. And the amount of your sorrow is kind of correlates with the amount of love you have for that thing that you cannot be with or you cannot that good you desire for it. So this was coming up in my mind earlier when you were talking about Mary in between the um, ascension and um, her assumption that like that in between time, we, do we just assume that she is with John or is it scripturally Jesus? Jesus from the cross says, behold your mother. Yeah. Um, so we just assume that John being a good disciple actually it, like went through with that. I think you can give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That's what I thought too, but I didn't know. But anyway, so like Bill Donahue one time in a theology of the body talk was saying how like John must have been so close to Mary mm-hmm. 
And so that, because of those, that time that he was like taking, took her under his wing and um, took care of her and, you know, presumably like lived with her in, in some sort of capacity, um, that like his gospel is so much different mm. than any other gospel. And his letters are like just so um, enlightened. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought how like his proximity to Mary in those years just showed him so much of who Jesus was because you <clears throat> like in that interim between um, the ascension and her assumption that like her job, like her vocation, no matter what she was doing, even after Jesus was in heaven and she would only had the Holy Spirit only had the Holy Spirit. Well, she had the Eucharist presumably. That is true. Um, anyway, but she was still being the like God bearer mm-hmm. who she like, that's who she is. Yeah. The Theotokos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was still like bearing Jesus through just living because that just is who she was. So anyway, all that to say that like thinking about that and how that like enlightened John, I've always thought was really cool. And yeah. Yeah. Just... Especially when you think about John being the author of Revelation and the yeah. kind of image of Mary we see in that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but that's so true. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so I think it's really cool, you know, kind of what we've talked to, but also going back to that motion and that, like, even if it's turning super slowly, that motion is happening and Jesus is continuing to kind of draw us up and throughout our lives are being hopefully all sort of drawn up toward heaven so that we can kind of achieve that sort of same culmination that Mary did. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, that's the that's the culminating action of what Jesus did for us to be up there with him in heaven. You know, like it starts with here at the crucifixion Mm -hmm. and sort of all these gears are turning and the goal is for us to be up in heaven with Jesus. That's just really cool. And like crowned with glory. That's cool too. (laughs) You know, but no, I mean like he raises us up like so high, so Mm -hmm. enormously high. But that, you know, that's where we're going and it's slow, but we also need to continue to work to get there, you know? Yeah. Like Mary had, Mary was continuing to kind of in her way minister to others. So she's part of that kind of dissemination of the Holy Spirit after it sort of descends. So it's, you know, the, again, my imagery, like the rain is falling down the Holy <laughs> Spirit, but then the like this mist is like spread out and on mm-hmm. others. And that kind of helps them to kind of grow towards Jesus as well. I mean, the water cycle imagery is very... It's really, it's really apt. apt. It's apt. Apt. Apt, <laughs> apt analysis. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about how amazing the water cycle is? <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> and how God created that. So, like, yes, it would make sense that everything is reflective of his love. You know? Yeah. Like, his creation reflects who he is. So, there's sort of all these things throughout nature. We have things kind of continually, like, working together and working in a cycle and things kind of being drawn up into their purpose Mm -hmm. you know like things are tended toward those purposes and when you said like working toward this goal it occurred not occurred but like um the thought just came into my mind that like where jesus is this mystery like this spiritual relationship that we get to have with jesus is this mystery in the sense that it's inexhaustible Mm -hmm. and so we're working toward this in the sense that like we can never, it's inexhaustible. We can never fully reach it. And so we're just continuing to like climb and climb and to like journey and journey and get closer and closer and closer to Jesus as we can 
as as close as we can in an earthly sense mm. until we get to heaven. So we're just working toward closer and closer intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what happens with those mysteries. You can <laughs> keep I mean, the pulling fruit, things out of them. The fruits from praying the rosary are uh, abounding. <laughs> as we speak. No, but it really is like, you know, I think people are kind of like, oh, yeah, the rosary, like, yeah, we pray it. But, like, really, like, it's it's been, you know, such a huge devotion that has been for so long because of, you know, the grace that comes from it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, even – I think it, it – and I don't think, like, it's beneficial even if you, you know, are intimidated or don't want to pray the rosary. Just think about those mysteries and enter yeah. into those because that's really what it is, is you're, you're praying – you know, Hail Marys and Our Father sort of um, repetitive prayers while you're meditating on these mysteries. And it's sort of like John um, sitting with Mary, you know, like it's contemplating these with Mary kind of there with you um, assisting in prayer. Before I was Catholic, I used to think that you guys, you Catholics over Mm -hmm. here were just chanting things over and over again, like nonsensically. Is Mm -hmm. that a word? It's a word. Yeah. Yeah. Nonsensically. Yeah. Nonsensical is a word, so <laughs> nonsensically. <must> <laughs> but um, I never understood that there were like contemplation mm. mysteries happening beneath the surface. But then you hear about how how beneficial it is to our brains for us to like have a monotonous kind of um, you know, mindless thing where we're just either doing something with our hands or saying something out loud while our brain does work to contemplate into a different reality or something. Um, How that's already been built in before all of that research even came out. Yeah. You know, like God knows how we work Mm -hmm. and the way that he can work within that. It's just amazing. Yeah. So cool. I need to pray the rosary more often. I would highly recommend it. I should do it more often than, I do it during Lent, which was often. Yeah. <laughs> not, not more often. I should do it more often than just during Lent. Yeah, I get I, it. I do do it more than Lent, but I should do it more. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't do it. I should do it throughout the year with a, pre, a frequency approaching that with which I did it in Lent. <laughs> wow, what a sentence. I know. A lot of grammar in uh-huh. there. <laughs> that's, hey, man. That's what I do. That's what I bring to the table. <laughs> um. But yeah, and what was the, what's your rosary app that like that you? Oh, like? uh, Rosary Mate. It's mm-hmm. this iPhone app. I guess it's on Android too. I don't know. Don't have an Android, so I don't. Whoa! Know. <laughs> what <No>. a snob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really helpful. It's not soup like it's. <laughs> sorry, I want to say soup snakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not super complicated, but you can't like. There's little beads on it. You can slide to the next one. It gives you the rosary, or it gives you the mystery. It gives you a little like image of that, like a painting or something of that which, mystery, which I is I really like. helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like audio recordings if you wanted to play it, which is helpful. Um, or what I liked about it because I just downloaded it like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you can click for the words of the prayer. So like I oh, never yeah. remember the Nicene Creed. I always get that wrong. <laughs> so I can never remember the Apostles' Creed. And so I, I love that you can, like, I don't remember what you do, but you can get to the words of yeah. the prayer because that's always what stops me. Yeah, It's like, I can pray the the rosary. I have ten fingers. I can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know the Apostles' Creed. Can't do it. Lies. I think, uh, like, it's St. Louis de Montfort and Mr. the Rosary says, like, 
don't let that hold you back. If you want to just start with your father and start doing it, just do it. Don't like be overly concerned about it. It's the devil trying to stop us because he knows he knows how powerful this is. Um, I recommend rosary mate. Um, it's also helpful if you, um, like you don't have to have a rosary in your hand. I, I find it's helpful if I'm like doing dishes or if I'm driving cause I drive a stick shift. So I like just set my phone there and I can just like go to the next beat without having to hold cause I need both hands to drive. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything that, that helps you pray the rosary more. I'll yeah. More. So yeah. Hope you guys love this. Yeah. I did. I'm glad you did. I'm really... I'm really happy. These were all Daniel's ideas, by the way. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad that you thought of this. Thank you. So I'm glad that your Lent brought us to this. Thanks. I didn't Me too. do anything for Lent. You you did. You I did. mean, it was the isolation. So I yeah. kind of gave up anything that I had started. <laughs> I didn't eat sweets. That's true. You did. You, yeah. And we guys, I love sweets. We've, and we've eaten all the sweets for the past <laughs> week. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Two brownies it's today. Still, it's still Easter. Yeah, we're, we're, th- we're out of the octave, so we could scale it back maybe to one brownie a day now. I don't know, man. Come on. Easter's 50 days. It's a yeah, season. I know. But that's a No, whole, that's a long time. That's a lot of jelly beans. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad I could share that. I'm glad I could share it with you, share it with the people. Whoever is listening. Yes. But um, yeah, so we would love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Our email is halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or at our website. Or on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Halfway underscore saints. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait. Our website is halfwaysaints.com. Yes. Or is it halfwaysaintspodcast.com? No. It's, it's halfwaysaints.com. Yes. Okay. It's confusing because our Gmail is different. <laughs> there's a lot of... Nope. Yeah, it's probably not no. halfway <laughs> I probably just put podcast to keep it simple. Anyway. But um, that's our email. That's our website. And that's our Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we're on Facebook. So you have no excuses not to reach out. Um, but please do if you have any questions or um, questions for us or prayer requests or anything or just want to let us know how we're doing, please feel free to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we really would. We're praying for you. Pray for us. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.